across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Legal Conversations. It's always important for us as A-teamers to understand where we are when it comes to technology. I know a lot of people are really in, you know, a tailspin. I know I am with uh, schools reopening and then some schools like the school my children go to saying online learning. And I'm like, uh-huh, not again, you know. So there's a lot about technology that's got us asking questions. Will we end up moving to a cashless society? What's really going on? Our personal information and biometrics protected. We thought the Popeye Act is going to help us, but look at what's happening now on social media. So we're going to be speaking to Delene Dial, who's executive head of uh, Secure Citizens, about how we are protected, if we are around our biometrics um, in this fourth industrial revolution. Straight after that, we're interacting with um, Sharif Baker, who's chairperson of the South African Communications Industry Association, which is a SACA. They're talking the industry, how the arts and entertainment industry has been impacted by COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, if government will be able to open up malls, why not open up for events? That's what we're going to look at. Straight after 11 o'clock news bulletin with Mudubi Mahalimela, we are going to our clairvoyant medium Mondays and uh, spiritual master coach is joining us, Ida Kutsia. So for those readings and for interacting with us on all our uh, topics today, dial in on 011 714-2006 or SMS 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. Legal Conversations. We are welcoming our first A-team guest, uh, Daleen Deal, who is executive head of Secure Citizens. Thank you very much for joining us, Daleen. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. Now, with all this uh, fraud going around on the World Wide Web and us being so, you know, so open on the space that is global, how safe are Mm -hmm. we when it comes to our biometrics? Well, Patricia, I think one of the things that is very important to note is that we want people to be active on on digital um, platforms. We want people to have the right to be digitally included. And yes, there is an increase uh, level of risk when it comes to fraud because fraudsters are opportunistic. They are relentless and and they have a business to run too. So, but I, but I think one of the things that's really important to know is fraudsters use strategy and, and very much the same kind of business ethos that we use in legitimate businesses. And and one of those elements that, that always stand out for me I think it's important for people to know is that they don't discriminate. They don't care if you're young or old, rich or poor, black or white, whether you are digitally active or not. They don't even care if you're dead or alive. So for them, everybody is a target. It should not be a reason for people to to exclude themselves from from being digitally active and being able to enjoy the services that, that we can get through innovation. But it can be costly once we are hit by these fraud stars who come in various ways. And like you say, they're not discriminating against anyone, whether you're an individual, a business that is starting up or a large business. I mean, we've seen how even the hacking has become so prevalent around the globe. So how do we then protect ourselves? 
Uh, absolutely. And I think this was one of the reasons that, that Moni van Skolpeik, from uh, he's the CEO of Southern African Fraud Prevention Services, reached out to OneVault uh, years ago and said, look, at, at the rate of increase that we're seeing data breaches happen and, and the fact that companies just cannot keep up with, with the requirement of putting in innovation and technology that combats fraud. Because remember, we have to be clever and smart and use technology and innovation for the purposes of the good guys too. And I think that was part of the reason why Secure Citizen was born. It is, it is a requirement for companies to make it affordable for everybody. But I think it's very important to note that it is both the business and the consumers who are victims, and they need to stand together if they're going to combat fraud, because at the end of the day, the only people that win in fraud is the fraudsters. Um, so I think that's part of the thing that I'd like businesses and consumers to take cognizance of. It is a joint effort, but, but we have to make sure that the technology becomes affordable for businesses, regardless of size, whether you're an SMME or a corporate with deep pockets, everybody has to be able to verify that the person that they're doing business with is who they claim to be. So what sort of technology are we talking about here, Delene, uh, that could be affordable for all businesses? Look, one of the philosophies that we have in Secure Citizen is that considering the amount of data breaches out there, I, I must be honest with you, I think that a fraudster would be able to impersonate me and answer my knowledge-based authentication questions much better than I could because they'd sit with the cheat sheet and I'm too busy and I'd probably forget half of the information that I'm being asked. So knowledge-based authentication and, and the traditional methods of fraud prevention, I'm not saying it's null and void, but one of the things that we have to start moving towards in the wake of all of these data breaches is relying on a unique unique attributes that make us human. I, I am me no matter where I go. If you think about the amount of accounts and, and ways that you can now access your life using your Facebook profile as an access mechanism, that is an account that you created as a person. How much more secure is the fact that you are born with a set of fingerprints? You are born with a face and a voice. And we have technology that makes it possible for us to validate and to verify that you are who you claim to be with the things that you walk around with. We are constantly making our passwords and our passphrases more and more complicated to the point that we frustrate ourselves because you're not allowed to write them down. But, but you have to get your accounts. So if I had to paint a picture for you of the scenario, imagine you're somebody who's just had your handbag stolen and your wallet is in it. And now you wanna try and get into your account so that you can stop your cards and, or, and stop your SIM card and get a SIM swap. But now you have to go through a knowledge-based authentication. You're already in a state of panic. Now you have to remember information to prove that you are who you claim to be. How much better would it be if I can use what is unique to me, verify that I am who I claim to be? And the thing is that consumers need to, need to empower companies to validate 100% that they are who they claim to be and then take ownership of their data and make sure that they keep it updated. So those are, the, those are some of the key elements from a, from a technology perspective that we are now using. And we want to use it modularly because we believe that when it comes to fraud prevention, 
we cannot discriminate against consumers in the sense that it can't be, you know, we, we don't discriminate against income, gender, geographical location, or even your choice in mobile phones. So if you don't have a smartphone, how can I use my voice to verify? How can I have somebody call me and use my voice as my password as a passphrase? If you're a business, we should not discriminate whether you have legacy systems or whether you have new technology or you don't have the funds for new technology. So that's how we then work with companies to co-create based on where you are in your level of maturity. Daylin, let's take a bit of a break. When we come back, we'll allow our A-teamers to weigh in on our conversation on 011-2006. And we are talking protecting your biometrics, being your birthright. And I think that's what we should all be doing. I love the technology that Daylin is talking about, being able to be recognized by what you walk around with, your voice, your fingerprints, whatever it may be. Um, This seems like the future. Legal Conversations. We are talking uh, to Daylin Deal, who's executive head of Secure Citizen. I love the conversation that we are having because it affects all of us as South Africans, as global citizens. The fact that there are fraudsters who are intelligent, who are able to access some of the information that we have. And Daylene said it's simple. They've got cheat sheets. We don't. We forget some certain elements. They call you. They, they, they get any information from you or they even fish for it on the World Wide Web. But here we are talking about a solution for this perhaps you've experienced uh, you know some of this uh, fraud and you know how painful it is and you want to know how to protect yourself so call in and uh, share your experience but also ask your questions on 011-714-2006 or whatsapp 0614104107 Daylene, i've seen a lot of the banks have converted to fingerprint recognition mm-hmm. of which i think it's quite good but that's for in banking uh, transactions when you are now you know going online or you are using the atm you're still very vulnerable to fraud so how do we as consumers because you say that because this fraud does not discriminate how do we as consumers assist ourselves and the 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 big corporates that we are like the banks that we get our services from in in curbing this uh, fraud yeah, so I think one of the things that, that we need to do as, as a country is, is we need to move in the direction of making the use of biometrics interoperable. So for Secure Citizen, we don't necessarily compete with digital identity or digital onboarding companies. That's, that's not our space. We actually want to work um, with SAFBS and make sure that we combat fraud. So if a, if a company already on that digital biometric journey and they're already um, you know really pushing for that digital transformation and have some form of biometrics lots of the banks now also use faces they don't just use fingerprints we actually say to them look we are not necessarily interested in, in competing with your existing provider but we want to be able to partner with them and modularly add on things like your voice so you might not have voice yet or if you only have Fingerprint, we'd add face, face and voice. But at the end of the day, our play is not a, a business-to-business play. We want to create secure citizens. We want citizens to cre- be in control of their data. So regardless of which company interacts with us, 
We work with um, Southern African Fraud Prevention Services and the Department of Home Affairs Information, and we validate that the person is who they claim to be against the golden source. And then that person owns their data. So if, if a company chooses to enroll via us, if any of our existing partners, as they enroll secure citizens, those individuals own the data. Secure citizen doesn't own the data, and neither does our paying customers. The consumer owns the data. This concept of um, being the owner of your data is, is becoming more prevalent on the back of regulation. PAPIA, GDPR, PSD2. The world is moving to a direction of teaching consumers that you are in control of your data, and that is what we're trying to do with Secure Citizen. We want to put that power back in the hands of the consumer. So if somebody tries to use your data, we want you to be able to verify using a selfie on your own device or your voice on your own device that it is you trying to get a line of credit or trying to upgrade a mobile phone. That means that the consumer is an interactive part of that verification. Now, if, if I'm not applying for credit and I get a message to say, are you currently a- applying for credit or are you currently upgrading your phone? And it's not me, I'm very quickly going to jump into action. But if it is me, I'm gonna happily take a selfie or use my voice to verify. And then SAFTS would know, it is Deneen, it's cool, we can move on. Mm. It sounds like it will make for a better environment and a better world. Are, are there any other countries um, that are currently using the technologies that you tell us of that you have at uh, uh, Secure Citizen? So there are quite a few countries that are quite well advanced when it comes to digital identity. So if you look at the Aadhaar in India and, and you also look at countries like um, Estonia, they've, they've made great leaps. Uh, Europe has got something called the bank ID, which is well proliferated. And, and all these countries have different flavors of a digital identity and how they put them to use. But I think one of the things that's very important, and we're currently on our own digital identity journey in South Africa. There's a forum currently that gets together, which is a, a group of banks and non-banks, and it's currently being spearheaded by BankServe Africa and PwC. But the end game is that we want to make sure that we make it possible for for individuals in our country and also cross-border. It's got to be interoperable, not just domestically, but even up in Africa. There, we've got to make sure that I am able to verify an individual, whether it's a South African citizen or a non-South African citizen, using biometrics. I was recently on a, on a conference call with, with a global identity conference call, and we're speaking about how do we make this ubiquitous so that around the globe, we are able to identify people using their biometrics. Granted, that is a mammoth task and a very big project, and we're still far away from it. But if we can make if we can make it possible to access your Facebook account anywhere in the world, why should you not be able to use your your, your biometrics to verify that you are who you claim to be all over the world? Mm. We're all global citizens, and and therefore we should be able to be secure through our unique attributes anyway. But like I say, that's that's a utopia that I am definitely pushing our country, our company towards. Now, in in terms of uh, creating a protective and proactive future, um, is there anything else other than the utopia that you envision uh, that you can add on for us as a teamers to to hold on to? 
So I think one of the things that we need to get to in our country and, and across the world is we need to start making fraud a proactive, uh, fraud prevention a proactive activity in our lives. We need to start educating ourselves and being more involved and understand and have compassion for the fact that you have a variety of people. Some people, if I look at our, our company and the way that we work our strategy, it, not everything resonates with everybody. If you've never had identity theft, you're not necessarily going to feel the anxiety of, of having ID fraud. Um, but I, I honestly pray that nobody actually has to go through that, but we know that there will be more victims. One of the methods that you can protect yourself is getting a protective registration. That, that is one of the elements that will assist to to have consumers be more aware and to protect their information because it, 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 it makes the businesses aware that there has been or there is a concern and you want to be more protective of your information. So being able to educate yourself, stay abreast of information, if there is an ability for you to enroll your biometrics and it is a trusted brand, by all means, do not shy away from it. It, it is a way for you to also take control of, over your information and accessing your accounts and trying to be part of that fraud prevention because this is going to be a community effort. It's going to have to be businesses and consumers working together. That's, that's my honest opinion and my view. Thank you so very much for that, uh, Daylene. You give us hope for the future and uh, you give us confidence in this new technology that we find ourselves uh, utilizing. How do we get in touch with um, um, the Secure Citizens? So you are able to go to our website and you can, you can um, there is under the individual and the business section, there is a place where you can actually fill in your details and we will send you more information. Alternatively, you are more than welcome to reach out to myself. Uh, I'm happy to share my email address and my cell phone number if, if that is allowed. I, I'm, we are at that place where we are building a community of businesses that is pushing in this direction. But we are also going live with a direct-to-consumer um, registration very soon. We, we don't want people to only become secure citizens when they take out a credit or upgrade a phone or, or um, do something where we have partnered with somebody that allows enrollment into the secure citizen space. We want, secure, we want the citizens to enroll themselves into the secure citizen database, capture as many of your biometrics so that if, even if you do have a smartphone, if you're ever in an environment where you don't feel comfortable taking a selfie and you'd rather use your phone to verify that you are who you claim to be, then that is available to you. But you have to capture your voice and your biometrics for us to be able to verify you. So my, my email address is Deline D. It's Delta Alpha Lima Echo November Echo Delta at securecitizen.co.za. Thank you so very much for joining us. Have a good evening. Thank you so much.